Here to discuss all things NRL, AFL, and anything sports related. Please give a warm Aussie g'day to the footy fanatic and America's own Corey Jackson in Outside the Sheds. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the first postseason episode for 2021 of Outside the Sheds. Shedheads, I hope you're okay. I hope the shakes are starting to subside. I hope the the, the, the feeling of having to go to the closet or to the cabinet to get out a bottle of something to help deaden the pain. Hopefully it's not old granddad. But I know that we're all going through a phase right now that, that footy has left us. All footy. NRL. Super League. AFL. It's all left us right now. We're in the dead period. And I know that I am... Missing myself a little Fletch and Hindy. Missing myself a little bit of Matty Johns and his toupee. I mean, his other hair. It's different. And, 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 and I get serious now that, that we all know dealing with the pandemic over the last year and a half, two years. And if you don't believe there's a pandemic, I don't really need to talk to you. And you're not a shedhead. But... What sports has done for us during this time period, it's given us an escape. It's given us new life. It's given us the sensation of, I've got something to look forward to. Because when you get through tough times, when you get through periods where you're confused or uh, you don't really know up from down, right from wrong, all that type of stuff, the one thing that can give you a little solace and a little bit of peace is that idea of the next day. And now I haven't gotten into this a lot with you shedheads um, about my past, but I lost my mother and father when I was very, very young. Uh, when I was sick, when I was, uh, let me go, let me do my numbers again. I guess when I was, let's just say in my teenage years, I lost them both. Um, and I think 13 and 16, that's when it was. And the toughest part about that is that that feeling of making it to the next day. You know, when I when I, I lost my father first, and when I lost my dad, I always had my mom to think about. I always had, you know, listen to my dad's words of, of being there for my mother and, and being the man of the house and and that's a lot. That's a lot to take on. I had a paper out. I know. I know. Okay, look, I just dated myself, didn't I, shedheads? I had a paper out. So I would, uh, I put all my work into that, you know, and, and I, I put my work into trying to help deaden a lot of the blow that my mom was having to face, right? Now, cut ahead, you know, losing my mother three years later, um, now I don't have somebody else to live for like that. I don't have somebody else to put all of my efforts of, of trying to be, you know, a better son or, or whatever you want to say. So I, I guess I've had this sensation that we've gone through with this pandemic the last year and a half, but I didn't have social media back then. I didn't have, you know, Instagram models and people making it seem like nothing's going on and, and all this type of stuff. And I don't use social influencer because you're not influencing me for anything. So that, that term should be flushed. That we're giving people a platform that they are a social influencer. How are you socially influencing my life that you look good in a bikini? 
I don't understand that. But look at this. I'm all over the board. But back to what I'm saying about what the NRL and the AFL and Super League have done for all of us is that it's giving us that thing to look forward to and to get up the next day for and then the day after that. And that's why I brought it back to you because uh, the New Jersey Devils, hockey, I don't talk about it tons here, but I I love the game. And the Devils uh, were a ragamuffin team, a team of of misfits that somehow made it to the playoffs that that year that my mom died. And I just, I got into the Devils. I got into, and the good thing about that is usually in hockey you play every other day, right? So I just had to get through one tough period of not having any Devils, right? And then there was a game the day after that. And, um, you know, so we have, Sports means so much to us, and it's meant a lot to me since I was a kid, and and I don't think people a lot of times give it the respect it's deserved. I think a lot of hate and vitriol has been coming out lately to these to the athletes. Um, gambling's now become a thing, and and I'm not a gambler. You know, I I know we do what we do here with me picking games and stuff like that, but. I've never once wagered a dollar on a game. I just, I don't believe in gambling. Gambling isn't the thing that makes my blood boil. It isn't something that um, I need to make the game more special. I think following these athletes and what they're giving and what they're suffering and what they're sacrificing to bring joy to, to me and, and to all of us is enough for me. And I'm, I'm blessed that it's enough for me, that I don't need that rush. I don't need that. The, the rush I need is the exhilaration of a good try or a, an incredible, you know, kick from 50. It, that's, to me, what brings that rush and excitement. It's not a matter of if I've just saved my, my, my mortgage payment by, by, you know, the Tigers covering by two. I don't, I, I don't need that. But I want to thank the NRL, the AFL, Super League, and all professional athletes, from Major League Baseball to NFL to to the NHL, for the sacrifice they've all made for us, putting their safety to an extent, um, and NBA, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, King James, um, but but that, that really means so much, and I don't think we thank them enough for, and I know they're making way more than most of us are making money-wise, but they're still putting their bodies and their lives at risk doing this. And they're doing it a lot of times. If you if you don't believe that, ask any athlete what it was like to play in front of empty stadiums. And then ask them what it was like to play once the stadiums got full again. Australia, New Zealand, you got to experience that more than America. And now we're just, you know, piling people in stadiums and not caring about pandemics or anything. But um and I and I think that that is so huge, and I don't think we, once again, give the praise to these athletes. We're very quick to give them hate. We're very quick to, to to just pile on them. I have never once sent a message to an athlete demeaning them, tell, telling them I, I hate them, giving them vitriol, not once. Because that's not my place. Because I can always turn off the television, right? And I think we got to get back to that place. As, as as fans, as people that love the game, as people that support teams, you don't have any right to hate. You can be angry that they might have botched a couple of, you know, kicks 
or they might have, you know, dr- had a few knock-ons or whatever. But truthfully, that shouldn't change the way that your day and your disposition is going. Yeah, I can bum you out when your team loses. I hate that when my teams lose, right? But I don't hate the player that missed the, the you know, the goal or, or or didn't get the ball down on a try attempt. I think that's so shallow, and I think that that we miss the the reason for sport because we've all been there if, if you've played any sport you failed and if you failed none of us have experienced the hate and vitriol or most of us haven't expa- experienced the hate and vitriol that comes with that but we think we can give that to somebody else we don't know whose names are not in their phones it's wrong so This is our first episode, and this is the stuff we're going to dive into a little bit because we don't have tons to do. We're going to go over our 4020s, our on the marks, and our outside the bubble. But you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot from the hip a little bit. I'm gonna talk to you about some of my feelings uh, that's going on in the world and and in the game and 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 in sport and how sports affect our lives because I think we miss that. I think we miss how sport can make us feel more so much more complete and i think we have to look at ourselves why that's the case and i and i tell i tell mrs shedadamas all the time one of the beauties of sport is it's an entire lifetime in 2 to 3 hours it's birth it's the middle and it's the end once that final whistle goes right and we get to experience that we get to feel the highs and the lows and the, the joy and the exhilaration, the, the, the oh no moments, all of that in, in two to three hours. It's an entire lifetime in a microcosm, right? In a tiny little space. And, and, and I'm going to tell you something. I still, when the New Jersey Devils won the Stanley Cup for the first time in 1995, I went out and bought my first bottle. Well, I guess not my first bottle, but I went out and bought a sh- a bottle of champagne that I popped when they beat the Detroit Red Wings. Swept them, by the way. But when they swept the Detroit Red Wings, I popped a bottle of champagne. And I don't. And to this day, I still remember. I still have the bottle, shedheads. I still have that empty bottle from when the Devils won their first Stanley Cup. That's crazy, right? That's that's but I the emotions I had because of what I'd gone through with that team and how that team had helped me heal, how that team had helped me get through one of the darkest periods of my entire life. It felt like I was almost lifting the cup, right? And and I and I and it's so beautiful. That's what to me is the beauty of sports. And I think that that we need to to remember that place in our lives and get back to those feelings, not because we're gambling on the teams, not because we want something to to get mad at. I think we need to remember why we got into sport in the first place and the place that it has in our lives and why it's in our lives. And I think once we do that, we really will become... I think to a, to an inner piece of why sports are so important to us and why it's needed and why it makes so much money and why we invest so much money in buying apparel and tickets and all that type of stuff. I was looking at tickets, Shedheads, to go see the Lakers play a team uh, and nosebleed tickets were like $80. And that's 
tickets close to the floor were, you know, seven hundred to a thousand dollars. Think about that: seven hundred to a thousand dollars. What you could do—that's some people's one paycheck. Seven hundred dollars. That's one paycheck. That's some people's house payments. That's for three hours of exhilaration and to see athletes at their at their top. And I think when you do that, when you look at what sports can generate, the money it generates, but also what how it can make people feel complete and whole, is why we have to look at the why it is so important to the day to day lives of so many people, me included. Look at the, look at this. Outside the shed started because of a love for sport. And so as we go into the 4020, I want you guys to think about that. I'm going to start giving you guys things shedheads to think about. To just really take it in, ingest a little bit. And and instead of trying to find reasons to get angry, find reasons to be excited and have joy about the game. No matter what game you like, no matter what sport you like, try to remember what got you into it and why it became so important in your lives. Okay, enough. I'm done with that. We're going into 4020. Now, we start 4020 with a story that that I I think, like I said, it's been a tough year, not just for the pandemic, but for loss in so many ways. We've lost some of the bigs of the game, um, some of the, you know, some of the the, the the people that made rugby league what rugby league is, and 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 we lost another one this week. We lost immortal Norm Proven um, at the age of 88. Now, that was way before my time. That was even before your Shed Adamas was born. But just because somebody played before it was, we were born or before we even started watching the game doesn't mean that we can't, by every means, honor them because the game wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for them. Proven played 256 matches for St. George, winning 10 grand finals, and he played in 11 grand finals for them. He had 31 caps for Australia and was named the Australian Rugby League Team of the Century, was named to that in 2008. That is a career, Shedheads. That's a career. And I think it's something that we need to honor. Um, and, and, and even if we haven't seen an athlete play live, there's a lot of stuff that we can do. And I, and I know I'm going to say something. Be, be careful. Sit, sit down really quick, Shedheads. Read huh? a book. I know it's hard to say. Being the son of a librarian, I love books. But read. Learn about these 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 players that changed and, and, and helped the game be what they are and, and educate ourselves. Because I think that helps you fall in love with your, your sport more when you find out the history about it, right? You know, in, 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 in America right now, we're trying to cancel history because it makes certain groups feel better. I think history is the most important thing for being a human being because it makes us not make the same mistakes again. Why do you, that's 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 like a quarterback saying I'm not going to watch any of my game film of why I threw eight interceptions in a game. Are you insane? You know what your coach would do? Me being an old quarterback, you know what my coach would do if I wouldn't study some of my mistakes so I wouldn't make them again? You know what I would be? Not the starting quarterback. That's what I would be. But instead, we might we now as a society are saying we don't want to talk about our our prior indiscretions. That's wrong. 
History needs to be taught. Even if it makes you look like a jackass, it needs to be taught. Because we we can't make... The moment we stop doing history is the moment we start stop talking about some of the atrocities that have happened in the world and that we can't go back. We have to go forward. But people are so scared now, they don't want to talk about things that make them look bad. They don't want to look at their blemishes. Instagram has filters, so they cover up you know, dimples and freckles and all this type of stuff. Get over yourselves, people. We're human beings. We're all sinners. We all make mistakes. Accept them. Get better. Go forward. But educate yourselves. I'm doing some education. I'm learning more about Norm Proven, the immortal. And and I think, I, I bet you if you ask anybody right now to name four immortals, that, aren't, that haven't been named immortal in the last 15 years, barely anyone can name any of them. So do a little bit of st- studying. Honor the man for what he did for the game by learning about him. So um, Norm Proven, thank you for everything you did for the game. And uh, again, Shedheads, go out and learn a little bit about this immortal. Well, as we go from the loss of life of a great rugby league player, we probably go to the loss of a career in this next story in 4020. Ex-Roosters and Eels player Michael Jennings has been suspended for three years for breaching anti-doping rules. And I couldn't believe it when this story came out that Michael Jennings had failed uh, a a, a drug test. I, I was shocked because, you know, Michael Jennings has been one of those players that never got himself in trouble. You know, you never heard about him, um, you know, getting out of line or being at the bars and doing anything stupid but it's probably going to bring an end to his career because three years is a long time for a player that's in his early 30s already and because of this suspension Jennings would not be able to return to the game until September 2023 and I don't think Michael Jennings is going to have another two years in his legs I don't know maybe Maybe Wayne Bennett brings him up to the to the Dolphins. Who knows? But really sad, a really sad ending to a career. Who knows? Maybe he still plays uh, in a couple years, but I find that hard to believe. But that news just broke of a three-year suspension for Michael Jennings. Now, more indiscretion coming down. We all know that the Partying Panthers, oh, I mean, excuse me, the Penrith Panthers, have been living life quite well after winning their their premiership. Uh, well, there's some problems with this partying. Nathan Cleary, Stephen Crichton, and Tyrone May have all been named, excuse me, all been handed breach notices by the NRL for acts contrary to the best interest of the game. Now, let's break this down a little bit more. I have a feeling this might have a little bit to do with the breaking of the NRL Telstra Premiership Trophy. Here's the thing, Shedheads, and athletes, this goes to you too, Premiership winning athletes, Super Bowl winning athletes, World Series winning athletes, Stanley Cup winning athletes. Treat the trophy with respect. I don't don't know how that's... Why is... To me, that's very easy to understand. The guy... The gentleman that brings the Stanley Cup, who handles the Stanley Cup day-to-day, never can touch it with his bare hands. He always has to wear white gloves. Okay? He wears white gloves when he when he carries the trophy. So, 
If that's the case, maybe you shouldn't be eating french fries out of it or uh, throwing it down a flight of stairs or I, I don't know. Treat that trophy with respect because it will be handled on. So I don't know. I, I know Ta Tyrone May has been stood down right now with the Panthers. It's kind of, kind of funny that the coach's son and Stephen Crichton, two important players in the future, have not been stood down yet. Uh, but, you know, we know how that works. But but come on, guys. Treat trophies with respect. You you blood, sweat, and tears to finally get to it and to lift it. You should be carrying that thing like you carry your baby. Okay, maybe not. That, that scares me. Just carry it like you would carry a bomb. There you go. Carry it like you'd carry a bomb. Uh, and, 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 and remember all the hard work that you did to get that and treat it that way. So really kind of a funny story, uh, but not funny in the fact that damage was caused to a prize trophy, but uh, the players still just don't get it for some reason. Now, I'm just going to touch on this briefly because your Shed Adam has told you about this already, but it is official. Wayne Bennett has signed a four-year deal to be the head coach of the Dolphins. Um, Wayne has also come out and said that I'm not going to hire all choir boys to my team. So I don't know if he's hinting that he is going to come after Cameron Munster. I know the Melbourne Storm have said, Dolphins, flipper away from our team. Back away from our team. Because there had been talk they might go after Harry Grant as well, even though they, they nipped that in the bud by signing Harry Grant uh, to another year onto his contract, which will take him until 2024. So that takes him out of that, at least the first year of playing with the Dolphins. But they did not further sign the Scalawag, Cameron Munster. And I'm wondering, deep down, Shedheads, if the Melbourne Storm have come to its end like we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago but if it's if it's too much that they they're very easily uh, they, they've come to an easy mindset saying yes Cameron you can go play go back home uh, I can't say that's a hundred percent fact but it kind of seems to me that that's where they're hedging towards uh, that we might see Dolph the, excuse me we might see Munster in a Dolphins jersey for 2023. But it's official, Wayne Bennett is the head Dolphin. Now, unlike the AFL, this is kind of a big story. Unlike the AFL, which we're going to go into on, on the mark in a few minutes, but NRL CEO Andrew Abdow says the NRL won't mandate a COVID-19 vaccine. But unvaccinated players could face heavily, excuse me, heavy repercussions for coming down with the virus and missing ball games, missing games. Fines and suspensions are what are on the table for players that don't get vaccinated and could and could cost their team. I think that's kind of interesting. Um I think it's interesting in both points for both both codes, both team, you know, both uh, leagues. I will tell you this, I am a vaccinated Shed Adamas. I think when you are dealing with the greater good of other people, we shouldn't think twice about vaccinations. We've been getting vaccinated since the day that we were born. Um, and I think that my feeling is this. You don't have to be vaccinated, but you don't have to play in a team sport either. 
You chose to play in a team sport, which means you can't do anabolic steroid. You can't do all these enhancers. Just like I think to play, you should have to be vaccinated because you are going to be front and center in the public. And last time I checked in these two sports, these two codes, you're going to be hitting grown men. Tackling is in your future. Spreading of disease is probably able to be done a little bit easier when you're spitting all over them with a decleter tackle. So that's my feeling. It's going to be interesting to see, though, how this affects going forward players that don't get vaccinated and players that are vaccinated and what happens with the NRL not going as as strong um, as the AFL. And we're getting ready to go into what the AFL stance is on the vaccine and vaccination. Now, that's about that's going to bring the close of 4020. Uh, I do know uh, in closing with 4020 this week that England is actually playing France in a test this weekend. I have not found it anywhere on television yet over here in the States. But uh, that could be an interesting match to see. I know the the France team is pretty much made up of all Catlins, Dragons, and Toulouse players. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see what happens and how this game is played and, and how France looks. I'm more interested in how France looks because I know England's got some, some, really, good, some really good players. Um, but if you can find it, watch it, Shedheads. Um, I'm definitely going to see if I can find it anywhere. Um, at least I'll try to find the highlights if I can't find the full match. But um, that's 40-20 for the week. Now on the mark, let's go into what following the Andrew, the, the, the Andrew Abdow news from the NRL. The AFL is going with a no jab, no play policy. All players and staff have until February 18th of 2022 to be fully vaccinated. If they don't, they will not be able to attend their club or any other AFL premise to train or to play. I think that is hard. I think that is bold. And I am a backer 100%. I'm a backer 100%. And, and the, 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 the testicular fortitude of the AFL to go that hardcore in that stance shows me an organization that is not going to play. And I think that is so cool because I think we've seen in a lot of other organizations where they won't fully put their foot down. And the moment you don't fully put your foot down, you leave the opening for players to, to, to sway and for people to make excuses. And I don't want to do this. And then you have, all, no, this is how it is. This is the line in the sand. It's no different than when you were a kid, right and wrong, yes or no, yes ma'am, yes sir, no ma'am, no sir. That's it. It takes away the ability for you to try to think, well maybe, no, no maybes, this is what you do. Get jabbed, play, don't get jabbed, have fun working the docks. That's it. So hats off to the AFL again. You're getting the, you're getting the applause and the fist bump. Now, Moving forward with this, big news for the Western Bulldogs because Captain Easton Wood has announced his retirement from the AFL effective immediately. Wood is 32, played in 188 games over 14 seasons, 
But that's going to be, you know, like I said, the dogs are, are one of those clubs that they haven't had a lot of success besides the premiership in, in 2016 and getting their flag. Uh, and anytime you have leadership move on like that, there's going to be a hole left. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think the dogs, by every means, are going in the right direction. I, you know, this this retirement, to me, isn't going to derail the dogs. But it is going to change their, how should I say this, their leadership group. And you never 100% know what's going to happen when new leaders come into place. So uh, congratulations to to Easton Wood on, a, on an incredible career and bringing the flag back to the Western Bulldogs in 2016. Now, you know I reported a few weeks ago, I guess that was, I guess at the end of the AFL season, that Eddie Betts was going to retire from the AFL. But he is not re- retiring from playing footy. Betts is going to play in the Northern Territory Football League, or the NF, excuse me, NTFL, for the Palmerston Magpies. Now, he is already up, because the season has already started for the, uh, let me see if I, NTFL, it's already playing, they're already in in their season, I guess you could say, um, and he is actually currently quarantining up at Howard Springs to join this team with his family. Now, I guess the season must run to the ability for him to get back to Geelong because he's also signed on, like I told you and reported a few weeks ago, as a, uh, as a member of the coaching staff for the Cats. But uh, it, it's exciting to see Eddie's love for the game, that he's going to actually take it up to the Northern Territories um, and, and to give back to the indigenous people a little bit so they can see one of the greats of the game and one of their people showing out. Because I guarantee you, Eddie Betts is going to going to kick some, some, some glorious goals uh, up there in that league. So congratulations to Eddie and uh, play as long as you think and as much as you love the game, as long as you want. Now, staying with Geelong, uh, retired Geelong star Harry Taylor is actually coming back to Geelong to actually get it to become a part of their coaching staff as well. And he's going to be, how do I say this? He's going to work in the high performance department under current coach there, Simon Lloyd. So one thing you know, Harry Taylor is always one of the most fit players for Geelong, and I think that's the best way they're going to use him is to help players with their peak performance in the fitness category. So congratulations for Harry to come back home and to be a cat once again, even if it's in the coaching department. And now I think a story all of you are going to be so excited about, especially if you want somebody that's opinionated, somebody that's going to be in your face a little bit, but X. Collingwood Magpies coach Nathan Buckley will be joining Fox footy team for the 2022 season as a commentator for their games. So what that tells me is Nathan Buckley wants to stay close to the game until he starts coaching in the game again. Because I think if anybody knows this right now, Nathan Buckley is not going to be out of the game for too very long and he will have another coaching gig, I would say within the next two years. Uh, where that will be, I have no idea, but I think the writing is on the wall for some coaches, and who knows where Nathan Buckley might want to go. Uh, I would say this, hint, hint, Gold Coast Suns, 
in the next two years, if they don't get their act together with some of the place pieces they've got in place now, I would not be surprised to see Nathan Buckley get working on his suntan up in the Gold Coast. So that brings to close our On the Mark, our big stories in the AFL. And let's finish this off strong. Let's go into outside the bubble. Shed heads. I think all of us have seen around the world uh, that the world is trying in some ways, trying to be a more open area. Um, racism should not be accepted. Um, disliking somebody because of their their gender or who they want to fall in love with their gender, all that type of stuff, right? Uh, that came to a head with some of these emails that came out for your Las Vegas Raiders and Coach John Gruden because they found Gruden sending some, how should I say this, insensitive texts and emails to, I should say this, I don't know what his texts are. This is on his emails with people, the owner of Hooters, the president of the Washington football team at the time, uh, and get it helped Gruden find his way out of a gig, meaning he lost his coaching job for the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, it's been reported that this Gruden saga is far from complete because Maggie, Maggie Burbank, who works for HBO Sports, got in touch with John Gruden, and Gruden told her, and I quote, the truth will come out. Dun, dun, dun. Let's say that again. The truth will come out. Now, I don't know if I should play the, uh, uh, what was that, dun, 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 people's court music, or if I should play the, the, uh, uh, the X-Files music. And I'm not even going to try to make that music, shedheads. But it really makes you start to think. And, I, and this is my thing. I said this to you guys when I reported about Gruden being firing. I think this is a bigger story than John Gruden being stupid and, and saying some stupid stuff and getting fired. I think this goes deeper. I think this goes into the NFL trying not to let out other owners who might have said things about Colin Kaepernick, about uh, women in the game, uh, uh, about race relations in the game, about non-hiring of minority uh, coaches in the game. And there's 650,000 emails for that whole Washington football team case that cost Dan Snyder $10 million and made his <clears throat> wife the new head of football for the Washington football team, which to me is the biggest joke ever. Let me say that again. The biggest joke ever. And I think, again, this is the owners of the NFL trying to circle the wagons, bringing them tighter to protect their bank statements, their payroll, and their power. Well, this could be changing very quickly because Congress has now asked for the release of those 650,000 emails. Representatives Carolyn B. Murphy and I'm gonna I'm gonna abuse this one. Uh, and 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 Representative Chris Namurthy, I, I I'm sorry, I apologize if I butchered your name, which I know I did, have sent a letter to the NFL and Roger Goodell requesting documents and information on the case for the Washington football team and those 650,000 emails. NFL, I'm gonna tell you this right now. The X-Files said it, so I guess we should be using X-Files music. The truth is out there. 
Now, this isn't this isn't like you guys destroying a bunch of information so it couldn't get out for the Washington football team. No, 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 no. This is documented. This is documented paper trails and emails. And I have a feeling that John Gruden, being the pirate that he is, is about ready to burn some ships. And if you don't know about that term, look it up. There's going to be some ship burning going on. And I think Gruden's got the kerosene, he's got the lighter, he's got the matches, and he's about ready to go, how should I say that, El Pyro. And I hope he does. I hope that these guys are outed. I hope that these people are held accountable for what they've done. And if it gets some freaking old raggedy owners out of there who are closed-minded and that want to do the seek Kyle to uh, a ex-president of our country, well, go follow him. Go get a part of his staff because we see how much of a winner he isn't. So the truth needs to come out. I think we are very much uh, deserving to see that because guess what makes the NFL the NFL? The fans, us, the money we put into it. If it's empty stadiums, don't forget how much they were panicking with the empty stadiums. Because if we turn off our television sets, that's going to affect their 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 bargaining price for the TV do- contracts. And if we don't go to their stadiums, which I know that's like asking somebody to admit fault. But if we don't go to the stadiums and we stop buying merchandise and we turn off the game, they can't make money. So don't think that the fans don't still control the NFL. No matter, no matter how much those owners try to say they, that we don't, we do. So I think we need to know what's going on. I think we need to know the racists and the, and the people uh, that, that have hate in their hearts and aren't good people. Because don't forget, they're, they're, they're the people that are running a 70, 70% black league. All right? So if these owners are racist or whatever you want to call them, they need to be held accountable for this. So I hope these two congresswomen get the information and release it to the general public. So let's out these people. Thank you very much. I, 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 I approve this message. And finally, the Los Dodgers. That's right, your LA Dodgers staved off elimination last night, winning game five, Sending the series back to Atlanta for game six and seven with 11 2 thumping of the Atlanta Braves. The Bravos got out to that 2 0 lead. I think a little panic started happening. It was a bullpen game for the Dodgers. Uh, you know, and, and I have to admit, I was a little concerned for the Dodgers last night. I was a little worried. But. The Dodgers behind Chris Taylor playing third base for the injured Justin Turner put on a performance that will go down in Dodgers history. Going four for five, three home runs, six RBIs. It was incredible to see. It was incredible to see. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm probably going to have a seizure over the next, I would say, week. Because last night I had my big television I had my iPad and I had my phone all playing different games. My Devils went down. Again, they cannot get over the Washington Capitals curse. But I, I, I got to tell you something. From watching Steph and the, and the Golden State Warriors 
putting on a display again. Watching this guy shooting, shooting, hitting baskets in San Francisco from my driveway, which is a long ways away, states away, to watching Chris Taylor putting on a performance that we'll never forget. Uh, it was an incredible night. But now you have to look at this series right now, going back to Atlanta, because the Dodgers bully and their freaking rotation is exactly where they want it to be. They've got they've got Max Scherzer and Walker Bueller ready to go for game six and seven. And now you gotta think, and, and the, the Atlanta Braves are now sweating a little bit. The Atlanta Braves now have to look in the mirror and go, oh sh I didn't say that out loud. They have to think that and they have to react that way. Because they are in the same position as they were last season. And with these two workhorses coming for the Dodgers, you have to think the Dodgers have to feel pretty damn comfortable with where they're at. And with Taylor raking, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, these guys, Mookie Betts, uh, you know, Corey, they're, they're, they're in good position right now, the Dodgers. So it is a 3-0, excuse me, a 4-0-8, I think, first pitch tomorrow. Central Daylight Time. So make sure you check in. I know everyone's going to be watching college football over here in America. But like I said, get that computer, get that iPad, get that phone, get everything up and going. Just make those eyes dance because tomorrow is going to be an incredible day in sports over here. And it goes back to what we were talking about and how I started this podcast. The importance of sport in American culture and in the culture of the world is in full flow tomorrow. And Shedhead's as I end this podcast this week. Again, I thank you so very much for tuning in. But look deep into why we love the games that we love so much. And if you get a chance and you follow an athlete, tell them thank you. Send them a message saying thanks. Because they get so many messages not thanking them. Just send them a message to one athlete thanking him for what him or her has brought to your life for their sacrifice for playing professional sport. But until next week, Shedheads, stay out of trouble. Don't get caught. This is your Shed Adamus, Corey Jackson. And this has been Outside the Sheds. Until next week, see ya! And that was another fantastic episode of Outside the Sheds with Corey Jackson talking all things NRL, AFL, and all things sports. So please remember to smash the subscribe button and share this with your family and friends and show them what Australian sport is all about.